Today's episode of Let's Talk is sponsored by Reform Theological Seminary's online learning program, RTS Global. Stick around to learn more. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network, where we seek to apply biblical wisdom to everyday life. My name is Jackie Hill Perry, and I am here uh, with your faves, Jasmine Holmes and Melissa Kruger. We're now halfway through season two. Yippee. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. There's no claps. Okay. We hope you have enjoyed uh, listening to these conversations so far. If there's one uh, that's been particularly helpful to you. We'd love for you to find us on TGC's social media pages and let us know. But today, we're going to be talking about a biblical view of judging. Uh, when is it right to judge others and when is it wrong? Because I know uh, some of y'all are judgmental, and, and that's a judgment, <laughs> but it might be a right one. Hello? Because I right. said some, that's not right. all. True. Mm, I gave a partial uh, (laughs) estimation of your character instead of a. Anyway, uh, in Matthew seven, in particular, uh, one uh, verses one through two, Jesus said this. He said, "Judge not, that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you." That's a tongue twister. Mm -hmm. But then, okay, in First Corinthians five, verse twelve, Paul tells the Corinthians that they should be judging those inside the church. How do we then understand the tension of these two verses? Because Jesus saying, hey, uh, judge not lest you be judged. That's the King James version Mm -hmm. that I grew up on. And then Paul, he says, no, judge. What do we do do with that? Theologians? I am not a very like practice tried and true theologian i haven't been a seminary or anything like that i thought you did i didn't finish yo but you've been i've been you win i did go see i did but i didn't finish so doesn't matter that's points against me it's okay um but i do know that we're supposed to read the bible in context Mm -hmm. oh that's that's good so i don't know much where'd you learn that but i know that okay (laughs) (laughs) so we should definitely turn to Um, Matthew 7, 1 through 2, and read it in in context, because there are, there's more. Mm -hmm. Jesus says more than just don't judge. What does he say, Melissa? So he goes on to say, why do you see the speck? So he's just said, don't judge. Mm -hmm. But then he says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. But isn't he contradicting himself because he just said not to judge? Why is he saying take the speck out of your brother's eye? Yeah, and calling him a hypocrite all at the same time. Wow. (laughs) And even even in the two verses that we just read, it says, judge not that you not be judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged with the measure that you use. It will be measured to you. That seems to me to be a warning Hmm. to use the right measure to judge others. Yeah. So that when it comes time for you to be judged, you're receiving the same grace 
that you extend to other people. Mm-hmm. So the measure that I want to use to judge other people is the measure that I want people to use to judge me, which is the word of God. Mm. I want to be judged according to the word of God because I know mm. that according to the word of God, I will be found righteous when mm. judged mm. because of Jesus. And so that's the judgment that I need to be using with other people. Would you say that contextually this, he's condemning hypocritical judgment? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this is like someone saying, hey, Jasmine, you know, what you said to me about Jackie earlier when she was in the bathroom, right. uh, that was a little gossipy. When I've just been, you know, gossiping with Jackie mm-hmm. all about you when you were upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, I mean, what did you say about I know, me? I know. We said you, we like your hair. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That was a good Looked judgment. Oh, thanks, guys. Let's see? <laughs> but, you know, it's like when you condemn someone for the exact same behavior you're doing, and maybe you're even doing it to a worse degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I think it's true. We see the sin we're struggling with and others very clearly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like in my children. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my yeah. son, my oldest, is me. Like, redone. And he'll do things that drive me crazy. And the things that drive me the craziest are the things that I look at him and I'm like, oh, aren't you just a little mirror showing Mm -hmm. me my struggles, showing me my sins? And those are the ones that I'm tempted to be hardest on, Mm -hmm. the ones that I have the least patience for. Oh, yeah. I remember my children used to have tantrums. And they would be laid out on the floor, kicking and screaming. And I would be like, rolling my eyes thinking, oh, they are so discontent. And then I would spend some time in prayer and it was like the Lord would be like, remember that image mm-hmm. of that child's out on the floor mm-hmm. whining and crying because mm-hmm. they didn't get the toy they wanted? Well, that was actually given to you as a life example of mm-hmm. what you look like most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. it's like, oh. But I mean, I think with our kids, actually, we can be we can sometimes judge them pretty harshly. Mm -hmm. Like you are three years old and you should be perfectly righteous and holy by now. And how dare you not be that way? Mm. But then, you know, when it comes to me, I expect Jesus to take a lot of patience and a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah, I think just keeping in mind that our duty to... Because I mean, what does it mean? What does it mean to judge? I guess mm, is that's the a good that question. We be asking. What is well, it? Well, I, I looked really it up question. in the dictionary. Ooh. Mm. I didn't look it in a concordance. Fancy. I don't know if it's correct biblically, uh, but basically to form an opinion or a conclusion about a thing, you know. Huh. And so, I think uh, one simple way to understand judgment is whatever you put on today, you made a judgment or a decision mm. about that clothing choice that made you put it on. Mm. I like this shirt better than that shirt, or this shirt will keep me warm, or this shirt will keep me cool. You had two different or three different or 15, depending on how you spend your money or if you're a minimalist or whatever. And you made a decision mm. and a choice mm-hmm. and you move forward with it. Mm. Right. And so that tells us obviously that all judgment isn't bad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, cause I think sometimes uh, well, I remember uh, growing up in a in a context, which probably is everybody in high school, middle school, whatever. Anytime somebody has something to say, maybe about like your sin, it was don't judge me. Yeah, yeah. you don't have only God can judge me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we just grew up thinking, oh, all judgment is wrong. Right. When it's like, no, like you decided between almond milk and soy, that was a judgment too. 
Yeah. And that's set in a society where people are very judgmental. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we all have a lot. You shouldn't tweet that. Don't tweet that. Yeah. Don't say that. Or just uh, even your like, tweet is so judgmental is actually a judgmental yes. tweet. Yes. <laughs> it is. You made a judgment about right, my judgment. Right. You just made a judgment about my judgment. <laughs> I, may, I am a um, stereotypical millennial in that I have TikTok on my phone. Of course you do. I do. I just, you know. You should be banned. I should be banned. Sorry mm-hmm. that I'm letting China have my information right now. Yep. But... I like pass and then there'll be all these like political videos of these little teeny, they're like 18, 19. And I'm like, y'all are so young. Oh my goodness. And they are, you should think about this issue this way. Mm. You should think about that issue Mm. that way. Mm -hmm. If you don't, then you don't care about people. Mm -hmm. If you don't, then Mm. you think you're better than everybody else. If you don't. And so there's all of these, like I, I scroll and there's so many ultimate statements that's true that get said about what is right what our thought process should be who we should be voting for who we should be advocating for and so i think even in, in our culture that is not a largely christian culture we understand that to judge is to protect mm-hmm. we want to make a judgment about people who are putting others in danger mm. we want to make a judgment about people who are victimizing others mm-hmm. we would never look at adolf hitler and be like man you know we shouldn't judge him. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I think we're, we're inconsistent because... Do, go ahead. Do you think that cancel, cancel culture oh. is rooted in judgmentalism? Absolutely. I think so. Absolutely. I think it's, it's just a new form of the mob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mob mentality Absolutely. takes somebody down yeah. and it's just a new form. And I think... Everybody's guilty of it. I think that is probably a lot of what's being talked in, about in Matthew. Mm-hmm. By your own standard, you're judging this person's tweet as it should have never been said. Mm-hmm. And you're going to one day be judged by that same mm-hmm. standard. Mm-hmm. You know, someday, if you're taking away everybody's freedom to say anything, you know, one day... Somebody's going to come after you too. Yeah. And, Which is forever. It's a moving target. Yeah. Like if yeah. the word of God isn't your standard for judging, who can keep up with what's okay, what's not okay? I think a lot of people, when we talk about, um, for instance, if we talk about race and justice, I've had some of my white brothers and sisters just be like, I don't want to say anything because everything that I say is the wrong thing. And I'm like, that's because you're focusing on the wrong, you're focusing on what you say. Mm. I'm talking about the heart behind what you said. Mm. We need to be worried about the heart. We need to be worried about the scripture because if you're constantly just trying to adjust behavior without understanding the core, then you're just going to be running around with it like a chicken with your head cut off and you can never please every single person. Mm-hmm. You have to only be focused on pleasing God. Otherwise, it's just, I can't possibly live up to all of these different levels of expectation and judgment. Yeah. Well, cause cultural standards change all the time. And so therefore there's a new cultural standard every week. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm making my judgments by this standard, they should pass the, you know, test of time because it's written by an eternal God yeah. who created the universe yeah. and he actually knows how it works. Whereas yeah. what anybody else in the world tells me you know, we're all prisoners to our culture mm-hmm. in some sense. So if I'm judging you by a cultural norm, I'm always going to come up short in light of history, but mm-hmm. definitely in light of eternity. And that's why it's crazy to, if 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 we are judging by a cultural norm, to treat it like an absolute yes. is not fair. Yes. You know, seeing that it's something that shifts and changes yes. according yeah. to the year, the decade, whoever is in political power, the musicians, mm-hmm. the artists, yes. the movies, mm-hmm. the directors. 
it's just craziness, yes. you know? I think one of the most problematic things about like a negative or a bad or hypocritical judgmentalism is the, I guess, the authoritative nature of it. You know, like even with cancel culture, it's mm-hmm. like you are wrong. You deserve to be sentenced and banished out of pop culture forever for mm-hmm. what I think is wrong. And I get it. Like some people do need to be held accountable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's just the way we go about it shows that we we've determined the standard by which you are canceled, mm-hmm. yep. you know. But when does that pendulum swing back to mm-hmm. us? Like, when will we be canceled for mm-hmm. whatever we do that we thought was a good thing? I mean, you have been canceled. A few times, yeah. Yeah, mm. and I've been canceled, too. Oh, you got canceled? Uh-huh. What'd you get canceled for? I get canceled. I've, I'm not homeschooling. I got canceled for that. Uh, um, I got canceled for writing a book about race and justice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, what else? Presbyterian. Got canceled for mm. that. Let me think. <laughs> oh, Melissa, you didn't get canceled. Have you been Look canceled? at you. Society applauds and approves. I don't have enough followers to get canceled. No. <laughs> uh, that doesn't have anything uh, uh, to do with it. You just got to do something that rubs somebody the wrong way. And then you just get canceled. And you're I've had some done. We don't care angry. about anything you ever did up until this point. You're canceled. That's it. Yeah. I had somebody going around Twitter telling everybody I was a raging feminist. And I was like, why? And it was literally one thing that I had said mm. one time. You have one tattoo? I do. Yeah. I do. That makes I have famous. a nose ring. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then my question on it is if there is a place for right judgment, because mm-hmm. sometimes people do say things that are unkind or yes. wrong mm-hmm. or, or whatever. How do we know? I know Romans 14 talks about let no one be your judge in disputable matters. I think that's what the NIV mm-hmm. says. I think the ESV says let no one be your judge in opinions. So how do we actually tell? Because sometimes people take something like what schooling you do Mm -hmm. for your child or what food you're feeding your children, and they can even make it seem like it's a moral issue. Like it can be so heated, Mm -hmm. it becomes, you know, like the fact that Jasmine is not homeschooling her children. She is no longer a good Christian woman. (laughs) You know, I mean, we can make it we can almost get to this point of extreme judgment of yeah. people on mm-hmm. disputable matters. Yeah. So then what? where are the places that we do have to say, hey, what you're doing right now, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like how do we discern what's a disputable matter and then what is over the line of this is no longer Christian behavior? I think the verse, the other verse that Jackie talked about, 1 Corinthians 5.12, where Paul says... Let me read it. Mm-hmm. Yes. To be judging those inside the church, mm-hmm. but like, what does he say? Yeah. So this is what he says. It's 1 Corinthians 9 through 13. And this is a tough passage. Yeah. When you read it, you're kind of like, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm a little uncomfortable. This is not Instagrammed anywhere that I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote with you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters, since then you'd have to go out of the world. So that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church who you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person 
Dom Among You. Mm. Who's going to Instagram that one? I know, right? What's the list he gives again? (laughs) Guilty of sexual immorality or greed, or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler. Well, Mm. those are automatically non-disputable. Because they're sinful right. mm-hmm. and, right. and, and wicked, mm-hmm. and what scripture is calling evil. Yeah, very yeah. clearly. There is no debate. Right. Yeah. There's not a these these issues are not like well, your definition of being a swindler is not the same as my definition <laughs> yeah. of being you a stole swindler. My money. You stole. Like you <laughs> yeah. took it, or like your definition of sexual immorality. I'm sorry, sir. This is fornication. Like I don't mm-hmm. understand. It's not debatable. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean that kind of answers your question. If you're going to that's forceful language. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, not is. just petty, like, hey, sister, I'm kind of concerned that you're not saved because you're not doing what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. That's, are you willing to take somebody and put them under church discipline and throw them out of the church? Because mm-hmm. it needs to be that serious. Yeah. 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 I think, I think uh, one of the difficult things with, you know, I guess communicating a non-disputable thing to somebody within the church is that even if it is a correct judgment, the way the judgment is presented Mm. or done uh, or handled is a better word, I think determines how somebody receives it. Absolutely. You know, because somebody is quick to say, you're being judgmental or Mm -hmm. you're being self-righteous or you're being, you know, this. If how I talk to you about your sexual immorality is just not gentle right. or kind or even given with the possibility that they can be wrong. Because people can assume you're being sexually immoral just because of the kind of pants that you wore. Mm-hmm. That's a judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you actually don't know, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you're right. not God in that way. I love how Paul puts it in the context of relationship. It's in the context of people who are in the body, mm. who are in this church that he's talking to. Because wasn't, like... In the church in Corinthians, there was some crazy was a, going on. They, they were turning doing up. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> and so was, he yeah. knew them well enough to know exactly what was going on in that church, exactly what kind of like all the things that he addresses in that passage are going on in the church in Corinthians. And so that's different than I saw somebody make an Instagram post, and in the background of their Instagram post, I saw a painting on the wall. And now I don't think they're saved because of what I saw. Do you know that person? Do you know why it's there? Do you know, like, there's just not that relationship there. And not that you have to have a relationship in order to rebuke someone, but you do have to have a relationship in order to know if a rebuke is even necessary sometimes. Mm. Or accurate. Right, right. Because sometimes it's just, you don't know enough. Hey, Let's Talk listeners. My name is Melissa Kruger, and I'm so excited to share with you about our sponsor for this season, um, Reformed Theological Seminary. I have loved being a part of the community there for the past 20 years with my husband, Mike Kruger. He's the president at RTS Charlotte, and we love getting to be part of all that's going on there. Um, they have a lot of different degree programs. Jackie, you're going to be a student sure in am. the spring. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us anything about the degree programs? Well, you know, RTS offers uh, three Masters of Arts degree programs, and they are available 100% online. These degrees are perfect, I think, for anyone uh, who wants to just pursue full-time vocational ministry, interested in PhD work, the real smart people, or enhancing any of their gifts through theological education. And Jasmine, your husband's also at RTS. He is. He's the Vice President of Communications at RTS, and a cool fact about us is that we met at an 
RTS-sponsored booth at the Gospel Coalition Conference. So you can find love at RTS? You can find love at RTS and TGC. <laughs> if you would like to join the online degree program, which granted is probably less of a chance to find love there, you can study at your own pace, attend virtual classes, and you have regular interactions with your professors and teacher's assistants. Overall, you can just study in a way that suits you best. And if you want to find out more about the RTS a global degree program, you can go to rts.edu forward slash online. One way I know I'm judging is if it's me above looking down hmm. versus me coming alongside and saying, hey, I love you. Right? Yeah. I know this is actually really hard for me. Like when confronting someone to me should be hard. Like yeah, I shouldn't be excited it, to call you no. out. It may be rejected, but at least the person on the can feel loved mm-hmm. in the midst of, hey, this is not a judgment that I like you or don't like right. you or anything like that. It's a it's a you're you're I don't think you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. If you're okay with these behaviors, Mm -hmm. because this is the way of the flesh and the way of the spirit looks like this. And so I'm just concerned that you're actually not a believer. Yeah. And and I think what's pivotal uh, in those kinds of conversations is continually appealing to scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, because it can feel not to keep saying the word judgmental, but it can, it can really feel rude, judgmental and off-putting for someone to say, I don't think you know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I've often had to say, these aren't my words. That's right. You know, and I remember having a conversation with a a girl one time who was just in unrepentant sin, no conviction, no confession, just fine with it. And I took her to first John and I wanted her to read what first John says when it says like, you know, those who have been born of God cannot continue in Mm. sin. I was like, what do you think that means? And so I allowed the word of God to judge her Mm. (laughs) so that she could see, no, like God is, God is saying that there's a standard and God is saying that there are certain fruits that should be born of those who know him so that it, it, the burden of like, this thing isn't on me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. It's not about, it's not about me. It's not about my opinion. Yeah. Um, I will say as far as I had, um, I'm thinking right now about a friend. She, she likes that conflict mm-hmm. makes her feel closer to people. <clears throat> and she rebuked me. She was like, I feel like I, th- I think that you're flaunting a freedom and hmm. it could cause other people oh. to stumble. And I love you and I respect you. And you have a long ministry ahead of you. You said this in front of me. I don't know who else you said it in front of. Hmm. But, and it was hard. Hmm. But I did not get the feeling that she was, what she didn't say it in the moment because we were in front of other people. Mm-hmm. She waited. Hmm. She prayed about it for a few days. She called me. And even though in the end, I didn't 100% agree with her. I could find no fault mm. in the way that she brought it to me. She made a judgment, mm-hmm. but it was a spirit-led judgment mm. that she was making for my good mm. and for the glory of God. I felt, you know, nobody likes to be told, rebuked, yeah. but I felt <laughs> loved yeah. by the rebuke because it, it just, it came mm. from a place of sober-mindedness. It came mm. from a place of care. Mm. And so even though, you know, we don't like rebuke. I do think that people who are spirit filled 
can receive a rebuke that's given in love hmm. much better than one that's just, Jasmine, you said this, and I'm pretty sure now you're going to hell. So just thought you, thought you should know. Okay, bye. Like, it wasn't like that. So have you ever felt, in, so in that sense, in that instance, it didn't sound like you felt judged by her per se. I, I don't know. You know, maybe I mean, you did. I, my concept of the word judged is not negative. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of her job to judge me because we're both Christians. Yeah. And judging is just to have an okay. opinion on what I do or don't do. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel condescended towards. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel um, negatively perceived. Hmm. I, it felt like respect that she came to me and told me the thing that was bothering her. Because mm-hmm. I, I think there is a way, even in the church though we can make people feel judged about the choices they make on spiritual matters. Mm -hmm. So it might be what ministry you're involved in or how you do that ministry. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like we, we subtly judge one another on things that are clearly debatable about like what neighborhood you choose to live in. Like, can you do ministry in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. or how many non-Christian friends you have or who did you share the gospel with Mm -hmm. last week? Like we can make these judgments Mm -hmm. on one another. And have you ever had that experience where you were in a Christian culture where you felt really judged about disputable matters Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did that go? All the time. All the time. It hurt. It's exhausting. Honestly, yeah, it hurts, especially when it's people that are close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the judgmentalism that hurts me the most is ones uh, are ones that like are just a product of a lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. Like you, you made a judgment call that would have been cleared up if you just gave me a call mm. and just asked me, "Hey, I saw this." You mind explaining right. what you meant by that or right. when you did that? Like those types of things where it just could have been a conversation. Um, and then I think what also hurts is when someone has made a judgment, hasn't even communicated it, but they start to treat you mm-hmm. according to what they've judged you as. Mm-hmm. And so that that's just a really difficult thing. And I think going through those experiences has tried or has helped me to just be so much more, what's the word? I don't know. I always try to second guess myself mm-hmm. and assume that I don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Like I just have to do that. Cause I can be very convinced mm-hmm. that I'm right. And it's like, no, you're, you're literally not. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you don't have a bird's eye view or a worm's eye view mm-hmm. to any of this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I, I think that when people are judging us for um, non-essential things, it could be because of their own immaturity mm-hmm. and their own burden and their own baggage. And I've had to look out for that in myself. Just because I can't watch something or listen to something or be involved in a certain type of conversation doesn't mean that somebody else can't. Hmm. Um, and Or just because I've arrived at that conclusion for myself and for me and mine doesn't mean that that's the same conclusion that's going to be universally arrived upon by everyone who professes the name of Christ. And it's so hard because, and again, that's so, so much where relationship has come into my life where I've been close enough to somebody to be like, you like that show? Yeah. Huh? 
what do you like about it? Because mm-hmm. maybe I maybe I am mm. thinking about it in the wrong. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So what do you like about it? Let's have a conversation about it. And that's not to say that we're going to be on the exact same page when we're done talking. But at least I will have tried to understand my sister and maybe would have made her think about yes. what she does like about whatever thing I'm having an issue with yeah. or whatever she's wearing or whatever problematic fill in the blank or non-problematic. I have a question for y'all. I'm naturally a pretty observant person, right? Uh, I can sit back and observe things. And because of it, I can tend to be very right in what I've read about people a lot of times. You are. But (laughs) I've experienced that. I've like had two conversations with Jackie and then she's told me stuff about myself. And I'm like, we don't even talk. Like, where'd you come from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got an eye. She does. So, but with that, I have to balance assuming that what I am seeing and 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 uh, observing is Holy Spirit discernment. Mm-hmm. Is that a challenge that y'all have had to wrestle through, especially as as ministry people, mm-hmm. as uh, mature Christians? You could sometimes think that your observations are somehow what the Spirit of God is showing you, which makes you more sure that what you see is actually true when yeah. it, it might not be. I think I can be lazy because I'm an introvert. And people are energy. And mm-hmm. so I can look at people and just put them into really quick categories mm-hmm. as a lazy way of not engaging with people. Mm-hmm. So I can just be like, oh, I see that one thing about that person that I don't really like. Eh, let me just count that person. That yeah. way I don't have to put energy into that person. So <laughs> mine is I assume that it's not spirit-led because that's the motivation. Yeah. It's, to count out, it's to count out people and make my life simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what it's like to have discernment about people that's not just all full of the flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting as I think about it, when you were talking about those 18 year olds who were so sure mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, were like, vote for this person or I do used, this or live this. I know that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I was like, the older I get, I feel like the more I'm arguing in my head mm-hmm. about things. So I, I doubt myself and my own judgments a lot more. Yeah. I'm thankful when I look back that I didn't actually start blogging until I was 40 because I think about the way I would have said things Mm. at like 25 or 26. It's true. It's not that my, a lot of my opinions haven't changed that much, like Mm -hmm. about who God is and what God's word says. But I do think I've sat across the table from enough women crying. Yeah. I mean, about heart wrenching things To be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, of course, still believe you should stay married. You should work hard at your marriage. But I also know that some people's marriages are really hard. So yeah. the way I'm going to say, mm-hmm. yeah, work on your marriage. Try to stay married. You know, all those things is going to be hopefully more compassionate. Mm-hmm. Just because I remember, oh, well, there was that friend who was going through this with her husband. It was so painful. You know, life has a way of softening our judgment mm-hmm. as we've walked through things ourselves. That's so good. And with others. And it's not that God's word changes. Yeah. But the way we hold it changes. Mm-hmm. And we, we say, hey, I want to make sure you know this is coming to you in love. Mm-hmm. Not in a you're right. terrible. Put the hammer down. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not and, and also this sense of I am no better than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am a I remember one youth leader saying, I'm a fellow beggar coming in need of bread with you Mm -hmm. and that posture rather than i know what you're doing wrong and you need to just get your act to get that Mm -hmm. that posture makes someone feel judged 
Whereas sometimes we do have to rightly say, this is what God says, and, right. you, you know, and, and all of that. But we can do it in a way I think that's loving, but mm. it's hard. That's good. Because, I mean, you're speaking to uh, judging with humility and wisdom, mm. you know. Uh, when I was a new Christian, I was so judgmental. Oh, my goodness. It's just it is who you voted for, what you ate. Uh, did you do uh, the, the recommended speed limit? Uh, were you in your word long enough? Oh, you was only in there for 30 minutes? You don't love God like that. You're supposed to, you know, be with him for a long time. Oh, you fasted? You only fasted for a day? Jesus fasted 40 days. How dare you? Like, it just, <laughs> it just was, I would go in on people. And I think a part of that was one of my, one of my personality traits mm-hmm. is that I'm very direct. And I think one of my giftings is a part of that too. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to just speak into a space and say the things that people don't want to say, but I needed time and maturity and discipleship for that to be tempered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was being discipled, uh, my discipler, she was just talking about how, you know, how observant I was and all that type of stuff. And she was like, you see things in people. And she said, these things may be true. And many times they are. And she was like, but you're not seeing them to judge Mm -hmm. and you're not seeing them to feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're seeing them so you can pray. Mm -hmm. And that was so Mm -hmm. good for me to learn as a new believer because it taught me that like whatever it is that I'm discerning or judging about a person, I'm supposed to give that thing to God, Mm -hmm. you know, and giving it to him helps me to see if even what I'm seeing is correct. But it also helps me to see if what I'm saying is correct. Now that I've given it to God, I can serve you with this information, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of beating you over the head with it. And that's the difference, which is what love is, I think. Yeah. And I think that's so good. I think sometimes with people in our lives, we love them in that way. Mm-hmm. But then when it's someone who's more far removed, yeah. like a public figure, mm-hmm. um, we can more easily judge them and do it very loudly mm-hmm. and almost forget their humanness. Mm-hmm. And so how do y'all see that in culture and how can we as the church do better and fight against it? You know, this, oh, it's almost like we, we look at public figures and maybe whom we don't like or who we do like, and we either idolize them if we like them and they can do no, no wrong. Or if we don't like them, we demonize them Mm. at every turn. But we really do seem sometimes to just forget this is a real person too yeah. mm-hmm. who has real feelings who may actually read what we say, right. which is kind of humbling to think about. I mean, you're like, Oh yeah. wow, that got to you. I didn't, I mean, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but, but they're real people too. I think it's also really important to remember that public figures have a lot of people in their ear talking to them all the time. Anyway, like it's probably not your place to speak into that person's life. That person has people in their life who speak into their life. And the best example I can think of that is I was one of my um, Facebook friends had posted a picture of her adorable baby, just so cute in a car seat. (laughs) But I looked at the baby in that car seat and I was like, there were like 70 comments. And I was like, that baby's really cute. But I bet 90% of these comments are because the buckle is not on the right place on that baby's body in that car seat. No. I knew it. No. And I clicked the button and like every comment was like, you really should, <gasps> you really should. And I'm like, don't y'all think that she got the message when the first person commented it <laughs> and y'all all liked it? Like, why do you all have to? And I don't think people take into account that like, 
you are not the only voice talking to this person. They have hundreds of voices mm. that are constantly seeking to advise, help, mm. tear down. Your intentions might even be amazing, mm. but it's just, I can't imagine. My poor, I think she ended up taking the picture down because it was just mm. like, oh yeah. gosh. Or, you know, maybe if you know the person well enough to go into their inbox. Mm. And say something privately if you know them well enough. Yeah, <laughs> privately if you know them well enough. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know. But I think that we just it, we get so caught up in. I don't want to speak to anybody's motive. I have to check myself. I will say this to make sure that I'm not grandstanding mm. instead of actually caring about another person. Mm. And I'll yeah. just say that because I can't judge anybody else. Because in a strange way. Social media, I don't think it's made us more judgmental. I think it's revealed how judgmental we are, mm-hmm. um, especially because of being able to just type a comment or type a tweet kind of feels easier. You mm-hmm. know, you can kind of put your judgment out there without feeling mm-hmm. embarrassed about it, you know, or half of the stuff people would say, right? they wouldn't actually say to you. Yes. You know, Um, and so it's just a strange place. It's a strange when I've seen how people have handled uh, Beth Moore, when I've seen how people Mm -hmm. have handled uh, other secular figures. I guess my question would be how what is it? What about love is it that we need to tap into Mm. that will help us do this Mm. better? Right. And it has to go both ways because. I am try. I try to when people hop into my inbox and say things that annoy me. I try to think the best. Yeah. Maybe they commented on that picture that I wasn't wearing a mask because they literally don't want me to get sick. Yeah. I want to do my part and believe the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's all do our part. Yeah. And believe the best. The burden shouldn't just be on me. It should be on all of us to believe the best about each other and want the best for each other and to be able to rejoice with each other and not get so caught up in the minutia of, and like even the baby, I know we want the baby to be safe in his car seat. (laughs) That girl was just thinking her baby was cute and she couldn't wait to share the world, share with the world. And y'all were just like, she's going to die. The buckle's not in the right place. It's like, oh my goodness. Matthew Henry has a quote that has always stuck with me. Which is love hopes the best mm. even when the worst is on display. Mm. And that's always stuck mm. with me. It's just like, man, the worst might be evident and real. I'm not mm. I'm not being called to be delusional, but I am being called to see that there are many angles mm. to the same picture. That's a beautiful way to look at people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, to really hope. Love hopes. Mm. Hopes the best. And and the willingness to overlook an offense. And also my big thing with judgment, too, is this a pattern of sin in mm-hmm. this person's life? Or did they give one tweet that had kind of a bad tone? Yeah. You know, like, oh, that's not normal. Maybe right. she was in a bad mood that right. day. Yeah. Maybe she had a rough day. Maybe she was tired. Maybe, you know, just like we all snap at our husbands sometimes or snap at our kids. Is it yeah. our pattern? Yeah. Does make a difference mm-hmm. about how we live our lives and different things like that. So if I see you having a continual anger problem toward your child, well then at some point I probably need to have the conversation versus, you know, 
oh, she's she was she was really mad today. Mm-hmm. But I know it's been a rough week. You're yeah. tired or whatever. Yeah. We can be we can overlook things and be more patient and I think kind as we as we look at kind. People. That's the word. Yeah. Fruit of the spirit. There she goes wrapping it all up in a nice little bow. Again. Yeah, she's great at she, this. The closer. Be kind. I love we'll, it. We'll end with kindness. Yes. All right. I just judged you worthy of clothing, closing all the time. Amen. Um, <laughs> Ooh, there are good judgments. There are. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone saying you're discerning. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good judgment. Like so it's a good looking at you and saying you have the gift of discernment. She does. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, sorry. Don't, Don't always like me. it, but she does. Yeah. I always try to use it to care for my neighbor. Mm. Not all the time, because it can turn into <laughs> gossip if you don't rein it in. But anywho, it's time for us to talk about one of our favorite things. And today, I want to know, uh, what is y'all's, y'all's all-time favorite salad to make or eat? Or even what, like, place mm. you go to to get a real, like, bomb salad? My salad is not healthy. And it is not going to be lettuce No, it's my dad's <laughs> chicken salad. Okay. And mm-hmm. we call it Daddy Bob. My, all my kids call him Daddy Bob. Daddy Bob's chicken salad. It's got egg, relish, chicken, mayo, salt, pepper, celery. That's what it's supposed to have. And it's, he takes it and he grinds it up and it's so good. And it's just, it's yummy. But yeah. it's not healthy. So, it's good though. Y'all are going to give some healthy so. salads with like goat cheese and a balsamic <laughs> dressing. <laughs> like chicken salad with mayo. <laughs> I'm just upset that the question's about salad. I'm like, salad? That's why I had to make it. You did. Um, I like yeah. a Southwest salad. Like mm. a Chipotle dressing salad or a... With like you beans know. and stuff? Yeah. Is that your Texas coming out? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. I, um, I just like salads that like are made with a lot of vegetables and so there's this place no there's this place <laughs> called upbeat in atlanta um and it's a salad bar and i'll usually get like kale and spinach chickpeas uh salmon broccoli probably some mushrooms healthy 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 no but it like i like it on a salad it's fire mm-hmm, and it's i just like when it's i can good. i can add a lot of substance yeah. That makes me feel full, but isn't like the bad substance, mm-hmm. like cheese and all these things. Not saying I'm not against cheese. I'm I'm just saying. And so, with it, the, and they have this uh, vegan like crema dressing thing. Ooh. It's just a good situation. That so, sounds good. That's those are my faves. Good. Kale is good in a salad. I love kale. I love kale. And, and we need the roughage for our di- di- yeah. digestive system. Kroger has a bagged kale salad um, mm. with cranberries in it. That's really Ooh, good. That would be good. What mm-hmm. I don't like is arugula. <gasps> I like arugula. Really? Arugula is so aggressive. It just feels like like it's trying to it's fight nice me. It's nice and peppery. No, I f- yeah, I feel like it's in my mouth, like trying to like fight, <laughs> like like I did something to his mama. <laughs> You don't, you don't feel that way? It's aggressive. When it's on a sandwich, it's like, ooh, that oh, was, I don't like, like you just cursed sandwich. me out. Yeah, no, I can no, do no. it on a salad. But. I like it with pear, blue cheese, walnuts, oh, yeah. arugula, That's and good. a light champagne vinegar. Like a Waldorf salad with some arugula is good. That'd be good. Yeah. Mm-mm, it's too mean, but... Mm. That's me judging it's, arugula. And arugula has obviously <laughs> made you feel judged. It did. I felt like, did I offend you, sir? <laughs> Anywho, thanks for listening. 
uh, to today's episode of Let's Talk. Next week, we're going to have a conversation about prayer. You can subscribe to Let's Talk through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. You can check out other shows from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network at tgc.org forward slash podcast. The Gospel Coalition supports the church in making disciples of all nations by providing resources that are trusted and timely, winsome and wise, and centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. (laughs) 